This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. World War II radio podcast. Today is, of course, the 80th anniversary of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941. In recognition of this date, we are sharing multiple broadcasts from the date of the attack. And you'll also hear several other related episodes later this week. This episode features several bulletins as they are shared over the airwaves on December 7th, 1941, as Americans were first learning of the attacks on Pearl Harbor and other U.S. territories. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can also support the show by clicking on the link in the show notes and offering your financial support. Your donations help us to continue to produce the podcast, and thanks to those of you who have already donated. Thanks for listening, and enjoy this episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From the NBC newsroom in New York, President Roosevelt said in a statement today that the Japanese have attacked the Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, from the air. I'll repeat that. President Roosevelt says that the Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii from the air. This bulletin came to you from the NBC newsroom in New York. We interrupt this program to take you to the NBC newsroom. From the NBC newsroom in New York. The White House also reported today an air, uh, simultaneous air attack on Army and Navy bases in Manila. This report followed the President's declaration that all Army and bases on the island of Oahu in Hawaii are now under air attack. This bulletin came to you from the NBC newsroom in New York. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. this program to bring you a special news bulletin. The Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, by air, President Roosevelt has just announced. The attack also was made on all naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. We take you now to Washington. The details are not available. They will be in a few minutes. The White House is now giving out a statement. The attack apparently was made on all naval and on naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. The president's brief statement was read to reporters by Stephen Early, the president's secretary. A Japanese attack upon Pearl Harbor naturally would mean war. Such an attack would naturally bring a counterattack, and hostilities of this kind would naturally mean 
that the president would ask Congress for a declaration of war. There is no doubt from the temper of Congress that such a declaration would be granted. This morning, Secretary Hull talked with the secretaries of war and of the Navy. Now the two special Japanese envoys, Admiral Nomura and Special Envoy Caruso, are, are at the State Department engaged in conference with Secretary of State Hull. Their appearance at the State Department on this Sunday afternoon emphasizes the gravity of the Far Eastern situation where hostilities now seem to be actually opening over the whole South Pacific. And just now comes the word from the President's office that a second air attack has been reported on Army and Navy bases in Manila. Thus, we have official announcements from the White House that Japanese airplanes have attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii and have now attacked Army and Navy bases in Manila. We return you now to New York and we'll give you later information as it comes along from the White House. We return you now to New York. The War Department asks that all radio stations make the following announcement. The Secretary of War directs that all firms and manufacturing plants who have defense contracts or who are working on defense orders will at once institute proper measures against sabotage. Repeating that announcement, the Secretary of War directs that all firms and manufacturing plants who have defense contracts or who are working on defense orders will at once institute proper measures against sabotage. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Of course, the general uh, comment here on the street is that if the Japanese really did this a purpose, uh, they uh, are pretty foolish, and yet they, if they did it on purpose, they have certainly got guts. Uh, that's the way the American people on this coast are taking it. We'll wait and see what happens now, and particularly watch for a declaration from Mr. Nomura in Washington. Thank you. We will hope later to be able to bring you direct reports from both Honolulu and Manila. To recapitulate, the White House reported today Japanese air attacks on the Hawaiian Islands and Manila in the Philippines. Here in the studio with me is Major George Fielding Elliott, Columbia's military expert, who will analyze now these latest developments in the Far East. Major Elliott. The Japanese appear to be taking the offensive in an effort to delay and impede American operations in the Far East. Apparently confronted with a situation in which there was no escape except war, the Japanese have attacked the main American naval base in the Pacific at Pearl Harbor on the island of Oahu in the Hawaiian Islands. This attack is by air and can only come from aircraft carriers since the Japanese do not have any bases close enough to the Hawaiian Islands from which to launch land-based aircraft. This is a very great risk for the Japanese to place aircraft carriers within reach of the very powerful naval patrol bombers and the long-range army bombers on the island of Oahu. It is a risk which would only be assumed as 
a very desperate measure, one which may well result in the loss of the carriers that are making the attack, but may also gain for the Japanese important time to carry out operations in the Far East because of the damage that they may inflict on the naval base and shipping in Oahu, and thus delay the proceeding of the United States Pacific Fleet to the Western Pacific. That is probably the Japanese object, and uh, we don't know yet what success they've had in carrying it out. They're expecting to take heavy losses, and these losses may be expected. The question is how much delay they have purchased for the carriers that they have risked. We have been on the telephone with our station in uh, KGMB, which is in Honolulu, and they report to us that the attacking planes number between 50 and 100, that the air raid is still on, and that the anti-aircraft fire can be heard in a steady drone as the attacking planes come in. We received a bulletin just a little while ago which reported that there have been some of these, what Manila Corps, rather Honolulu, calls unidentified planes shot down. And this latest report now from KGMB is all that we have to the moment. We will continue to receive reports from there, also from Washington, on the developments in our relations with Japan, the relations which will tell very shortly the story of what is to happen in the months that are to come. And Columbia will bring you important news bulletins during the broadcast of the New York Philharmonic Society, which follows this program, and will also bring you a summary of all developments at the intermission time. From Washington, the recruiting office of the United States Navy announces that all recruiting centers will be open at 8 a.m. tomorrow. You've been listening to Elmer Davis, Albert Warner, Bob Trout from London, and Major George Feeling Elliott with a review and analysis of the Far Eastern situation. The Wrigley Company has told us that we may interrupt their program at any time to bring you the latest bulletins. Go ahead, Honolulu. The island of Oahu in the Pacific, one of the most thickly populated islands of the Hawaiian group, was attacked by Japanese planes this morning, starting at about 8 o'clock. No one would believe when reports emanated from the two radio stations here that the islands had been attacked. But when bombs began falling in various parts of the city and in different army and navy posts and bases, people knew Japan was endeavoring to eradicate America's outposts in the Pacific. Now, here's a report that I've gathered from different reporters of the Honolulu Advertiser who've been out endeavoring to get information concerning the Japanese air attack on the island of Oahu in the Hawaiian Islands. The first information in Honolulu that planes of Japan were attacking the islands was about 8 o'clock this morning, Hawaiian time. The first group of Japanese airplanes attached, uh, attacked Ford Island at Pearl Harbor, the Navy's mighty fortress in the islands. Uh, Roy Batusik, a local attorney, was up in his private plane flying over Cocoa Head when he said one or two Japanese planes gave him a salute of machine gun bullets as they approached the city. The plane was slightly damaged and Mr. Batusik made, it, made a uh, landing. After machine gunning Fort Island, the first Japanese planes moved to Hickam Field. Observers said considerable damage was done to planes and to Hickam Field. There is great activity there now in clearing the field uh, of debris. At Pearl Harbor, where is based the Pacific Fleet, three ships were attacked. The Oklahoma was set afire. All lines of communication seem to be down between the various Army posts and Navy airdromes and Army airfields. There has been no statement made by the Navy. 
The Army has issued orders for all people, the civilian population, to remain off the streets. The first raiders carried torpedoes and did their damage to shipping in Pearl Harbor and off Honolulu. Everyone here on the islands were taken by surprise by the attack, and even yet it's difficult for some people to believe that our air raid on these beautiful islands has actually happened and that lives have been lost. Uh, several planes have been shot down, and anti-aircraft gunnery is very heavy. It is uh, thought that the planes came from the south in the direction of the island of Kauai. After the attack on Pearl Harbor, Hickam Field and Wheeler Field, several squadrons of Japanese claim, uh, planes came in from the south over Diamond Head, dropping bombs and incendiary bombs over the city. One bomb dropped in front of the governor's mansion at Washington Place and killed one man. Another dropped by the Honolulu Advertiser, nearly hitting several people and almost uh, reaching its mark. At uh, Pacific Heights and Dowsett Highlands, beautiful residential districts, there was heavy bombing. One woman was killed in Dowsett Highlands. The governor has proclaimed a state of emergency. Traffic is almost at a standstill in parts of the city. However, the traffic to and from Waikiki seems to be normal. When planes, uh, Japanese planes, appeared over Waikiki, there were many people out in the streets and watched the uh, bombing there. One man at Waikiki was badly injured when a bomb dropped uh, in the heart of that uh, beach resort. The Japanese planes seem to have come over the city uh, and the environs with no intimation whatsoever that these were Japanese planes. And it was a very, a very difficult uh, uh, for people here to believe that these were Japanese planes. Uh, here is a report that just came from Hickam, from Hickam Field. There were 350 men killed in a direct bomb hit on the barracks at Hickam Field. Then at Bellows Field, on the other side of the island, on the windward side of the islands, the field was bombed very heavily. That's all the news from Honolulu now. We'll be back with more news at a later time. This is KGU in Honolulu, Hawaii. In the first place, there will be no radio broadcasting tonight after 7 o'clock, except perhaps for one of the Seattle stations, which will probably be KIRO. Leave your dial tuned to KIRO and you'll get the information that is necessary. There will be no programs broadcast, but any information necessary for the civilian populace will be broadcast over KIRO probably. There will be a complete blackout tonight at 11 o'clock. That blackout is not only for the city of Seattle, it includes every, every light between the California border, or rather the Mexican border, and the Canadian border. That is in the states of Oregon, Washington, and California. Every farmhouse, every light of any kind in that area must be out by 11 o'clock. To test your blackout, you will have plenty of time between the hours of 7 and 11, between now and 11 o'clock, to make arrangements to get heavy black paper to seal your windows, or heavy drapes, or something, and uh, by going outside with your lights on, you can check before the hour set to see that you are completely blacked out. If you're unable to find materials and so forth, to make your uh, windows completely sealed so that no light will leak out, you must have your lights off. However, do not pull main switches. As we told you, ordinary window shades are not sufficient to black out your uh, 
lights. Do not pull the main switches, however. Just use the switches on the, uh, in the rooms and on the lamps. No lights are to be used on automobiles, and no lights whatever are to be shown anywhere on the Pacific Coast, in the states of Oregon, Washington, and California, until 30 minutes after daylight. From 11 o'clock tonight until 30 minutes after daylight tomorrow morning. Employers should arrange, if possible, that employees do not have to leave residences until after daylight. And, of course, in all probability, all buses, streetcars, and public transportation vehicles within the city will be off after 11 o'clock tonight. There will be no bus service between 11 o'clock tonight and uh, 30 minutes after daylight tomorrow morning. It's advised that all persons remain indoors during the blackout, except those who have legitimate business and who are concerned in the air raid precautions and so forth, who have legitimate business outside the regular uh, blackout. Maury, did you have something to say? Just to uh, add to what you've said, Jack, is this. Please do not use the telephone more than necessary because you do block the lines of communication. We must keep them clean. Uh, do not call your radio stations or your other sources of information Regarding the blackout, it has been ordered. Therefore, we must take it in the best faith that we possibly can. Uh, remain calm. Uh, stay in your home. You can leave your radio on and get all the information that you need to from KIRO. But please do not use the telephone more than necessary because you do block the lines of communication. We must keep them clean. And here's another bulletin handed me. All traffic signal blackout crew, of which there are approximately 300 members, report immediately to J.W. Belong, traffic engineer at 400 County City Building. And now by authority of the Federal Communications Commission, KIRO transmits on a frequency of 710 kilocycles with its new power of 50,000 watts. It's almost 7 o'clock, five minutes or five seconds to go, and we'll be back, ladies and gentlemen, with information when ordered by the United States Army Interceptor Command here in Seattle.